Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. You guys know that by now. As always, we are your hosts. My name's Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. Today, we bring you a very special episode, sort of. It is December 10th through 16th. It's the Christmas season in 1999, finishing out the 90s, as 99 typically does. Diving in December 10th. Why worry? Y2K is funny fodder for ads. It's the first dark day of the new year. A solitary jogger runs down the street, through riots and traffic jams, past ATMs spouting cash under a streaking missile. Finally, another jogger passes him, running the other way. They nod briefly in greeting, and each continues on his way. The message? Just do it. The Nike commercial called The Morning After (laughs) is the latest way some advertisers use or spoof the supposedly looming Y2K disaster. After more than a year of Y2K hysteria, the uncertainty caused by predictions of power outages and food shortages resulting from malfunctioning computers has given way to a bit of skepticism. My general impression is that Y2K works best as a humorous element, not a scare tactic, said Mark Dolliver, an Adweek columnist who reviews new commercials. And, you know, we all know how Y2K went. We all died. No, yeah. this was ultimately correct, right? No, we're living in the Matrix now. We all got we all got uploaded on uh, December 31st at 11.58 through 9 uh, to the Matrix, and that's where we're living. The world is in shambles. Well, I mean, part of that's true. That's depressing. It really is. Uh, hey, this is, this is all right news. December 11th, after 19 years of work, restoration of the Sistine Chapel's frescoes uh, is complete in Vatican City. Cool. Yeah. Um, also interesting, Russian submarine offered for sale through a website. Oh, I remember this one. This is out of St. Petersburg, Florida. That's fun. I know, not the St. Petersburg <laughs> I expected, right? right? Yeah. Uh, for sale to the highest bidder, one Russian submarine, nuclear missiles and torpedoes not included. That offer is being made on the internet for U-484, a Cold War relic. It was once considered a major threat th- to the United States, but now... It is a weaponless tourist attraction tied to a pier in St. Petersburg on Florida's west coast. The 300-foot diesel submarine was built in 1964 and served the Soviet and Russian Navy until 1994. It carried four nuclear cruise missiles and 22 torpedoes. Had a crew of eight... It was a big big boat. The sub still attracts uh, more than 50,000 visitors in little more than a year, but the Canadian company uh, that owned it went bankrupt, and the ship has been closed for nearly six months. St. Petersburg officials want it moved as soon as possible, uh, and the owner is offering the sub through sa- for sale through the website www.subexpo.com. That's a fun website name. Yeah, hang on. Okay. Subexpo.com. Come on, please be alive. Nope. Ah, damn it. It was worth a shot. All right, December 12th. Clinton wants to revise military gay policy. President Clinton has concluded that the don't ask, don't tell policy covering service by gays in the U.S. military does not work and is (laughs) out of whack. No shit. As a result, Clinton said Sunday that the Pentagon is trying to find better ways to implement the policy which emerged as a compromise early in his first term. His remarks also echo those made last week by First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton. The president's critical assessment of the don't ask, don't tell policy which he said he didn't really favor in the first place, came during an interview with CBS Radio. His comments were not quite as harsh as Ms. Clinton's, though. She called the policy a failure at an appearance before a gay rights organization in New York where she's gearing up for a Senate run. 
and she said she would work to overturn the policy if elected, remarks made that were interpreted as a major policy break with the president. But on Sunday, he said there is no dissension on the issue within the Clinton household. Well, first of all, I'm quite sympathetic to what she said. That was a terrible, <laughs> <laughs> terrible impression, and I'm it's sorry. Get, it's getting better, I think. Ugh, I don't know. Long way to go. He said he embraced the don't ask, don't tell policy only after Congress rebuffed his intentions to allow gays and lesbians to serve under the same code of conduct as all soldiers. Well, that's that's good. I mean, and it only took, what, like an extra decade and a half for it to finally be overturned? And it's still kind of fucked up. Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, let's move on to December 13th. A former Disney exec is named chief of pop.com. Former Walt Disney Co. Uh, executive Kenneth Wong on Sunday was named chairman and chief executive of Pop.com, an internet entertainment company whose founders include filmmaker Steven Spielberg and Ron Howard. Wong will be the top executive of the company started by Spielberg's DreamWorks, Howard's Imagine Entertainment, and Vulcan Ventures, the investment arm of Microsoft Corp's co-founder Paul Allen. This is where this is where I'd usually t- uh, put the line about, um, you know, from American Psycho. <laughs> Try getting a reservation at Dorson now, you fucking stupid bastard. That's that's all that Paul, the name Paul Allen, it's all it does to me. Yeah. Los Angeles-based Pop.com is a would-be outlet for short live action and animated films, live internet events, and other interactive entertainment. It's a parked website now. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you went to it. I did. Yep. It's uh, registered through GoDaddy. Garbage. You would think Pop.com would have some appeal to somebody. Oh, it definitely does, but the asking price is probably astronomical. Yeah, whoever owns it is probably just, yeah, they're oh, paying. Wait, waiting to cash out. Yeah, they're paying 15 bucks a month, knowing that, or hoping that someday they're going to get more than and that. And they probably will. Oh, yeah. All right, December 14th, the United States Border Patrol arrests would-be Millennium Bomber Ahmed Rassam when he arrives from Canada by ferry at Port Angeles, Washington, with timing devices and 130 pounds of explosives in his car. He'd planned to bomb Los Angeles International Airport in Los Angeles, California, on the upcoming New Year's Eve. That's a bummer, but I yeah. mean, good he got I mean, caught. Yeah, but, he got caught. So, but why? Why you have to be met? Yeah, why you gotta? Why you why gotta, gotta hate on LAX? Why you gotta do that? It's the long wait times, probably. Probably. Also on this date, Paul McCartney returns to the Cavern Club, a venue that the Beatles played at early in their career to play a special concert for 300 fans. Those kinds of shows shows are so cool. Like the oh, Rolling yeah. Rolling Stones did that at the Phoenix in Toronto a few years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's. I think there's a lot of bands who they do stuff like that. Secret shows like are that. neat. Yeah, I've never been to one. Closing out this day, uh, Boy George is injured by a 62-pound disco ball that falls from a concert venue ceiling during a rehearsal, nearly killing him as it almost landed on his head. Holy fuck. But, like, kind of cool way to die, right? Mm, I I guess. I don't know. Squished by a disco ball? Like, uh, I could think of some better. I mean, well, yeah, as far as stage equipment falling on I your just head, a disco ball is, is up there. It's kind of rock and roll, right? Uh, maybe a flamethrower malfunction. Ooh. Like your pyrotechnics malfunction, you just, just a... go up in a burst of flames. Yeah, that's pretty serious, too. That'd be painful. Well, all right, let's close this thing out. Yeah. Uh, actually, we still have two days. Oh, damn it. Well, let's more math or less. Is, math is hard. December 15th. Student threatens class with guns. Ah, yes. Yes. A 14-year-old boy returned from his locker at a Miami high school with two guns, told his biology class, this is how we're going to do things, and pointed the loaded weapons in the air. He put the guns down a few minutes later, apologized, and said he only wanted others to stop picking on him. No one was hurt. The student, Richard Dalco Jr., was charged with possession of a firearm on school property, possession of a firearm in 
uh, commission of a felony, armed kidnapping, and aggravated assault. He's held at a juvenile assessment center. Class continued, though 25 uh, parents picked up their children early. Where you have been mid? <laughs> God damn it, people. Stop shooting things or blowing I mean, them up. He didn't shoot anybody, but like, just... Well, stop pretending then. Maybe this is... Maybe guns aren't a good thing. Guns aren't a good thing. Official opinion of Stuck in the 90s. Closing out the week, December 16th, the Beethoven Burst is one of the most powerful detected gamma ray bursts happened today, coinciding with the 229th anniversary of Ludwig von Beethoven's birth. Also, I suppose, happy birthday, Beethoven. Oh, that's nice. Don't look a day over 210. Oh. Let's just say. Generous. Okay, let's move into movies and music. In the box office this week. Oh. There's some good stuff here. It's a Megaplex year, so obviously there's a ton here. We're just going to skim through it. And the number one spot, Toy Story 2. Yeah. That's a great movie. Good sequel. Great sequel. Yeah. Oh, The Green Mile. Then we've got Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Rob Schneider at his... I wouldn't. I don't want to say finest. I want to say most starring in a movie. Rob Schneider is the stapler, and he's about to learn that being a stapler ain't so easy. I would love it if Rob Schneider just embraced that. And, like, he's pretty good at poking fun at himself. Oh, and he definitely actually did is. a feature film based on some kind of outrageous idea like that. I'm throwing it out there. I kind of like Rob Schneider. I think yeah, he, he's like, good. he's made a ton of money. He has fun. No one takes him seriously. He's really good in Home Alone, too. He's really good in Home Alone, too. Rob Schneider is... The cargo hold in a 747. <laughs> He's not even the engine. He's not even the anthropomorphic autopilot. He's the cargo <laughs> hold. <laughs> and he's moving shit around. Oh, okay. What else is on here? The World is Not Enough. Pierce yeah. Brosnan Bond movie. Good one. Sleepy Hollow. Uh, okay. Had a, like, uh, Ooh, someone in it. Dogma. Yes, Dogma. Um, good, good Jane Silent Bob movie. I like that Kevin Smith protested this. Like, he, he crashed a protest in, in 99. I see that video pop up online every few months. Hey, like, yeah, it's just it's the interview. it's one of those ones I just have to watch. I watch it every time. Yeah. Um, oh, Pokemon the first movie is on here. Okay. Also yeah. a good one. Um, you know what? Let's leave it on that happy note. I yeah. like that. That's, uh, that's a good note to end it. Okay. Uh, before we get into music, while we load up this uh, wonderful PDF of... this is This is a good week, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I still play Pokemon Go. You know that. I do know that. But I assume most of our audience assumes that, you know, like most people, I stopped playing sometime last year. I've been meaning to ask, how's that going? I got a, uh, I got an invite to a Mewtwo raid. Ooh. So I imagine those are, are those yeah. rare? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so many people are pissed off that they haven't got them. Um... They're, I mean, they're not, if you play the game enough, you'll probably get them, but I'm, ex I'm super excited. Now, does the invite come from Niantic yeah. or, oh, okay. Yeah. So they send them out just based on a computer algorithm or something, I assume, based on if you've interacted with the gym and certain other factors. Yeah. Uh, so next Monday, I got to find a way to get out of work early. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Let's dive Number into music. One. Yeah. Go for it. We've got Eiffel 65's Blue. If there's any way... That we're going to, I don't know, this is a 1999 hit song. Can, like, can it's we, so 90s. It is a one-hit wonder from a band we never hear of again. It has kind of this weird niche appeal. 
And if that doesn't sum up at the very least 1999, I don't know what does. You know what? There's a lot of good stuff in this top 20. I'd let's say we only... let's just drop names of okay. things. So we have Smooth at number two, Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Yeah, we've got uh, I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden. Nothing more to say about that. Will 2K is on here. I don't remember that particular song. Shake but... Your Bonbon, Ricky oh, Martin. Okay. Awful. Mambo yeah. number five, also Ooh, awful. This is bad. Larger Than Life, though, Backstreet Boys, number 14. You Drive good. Me Crazy at 16, also legit. Uh, wasn't a big fan of the radio mix. Yeah, but yeah. it's still, it was a big song. Oh, yeah, it was. And had uh, Melissa Joan Hart in the music video. Oh, that's true. You know what? Let's leave that there. Oh, no, there's, uh, I, I gotta keep going. Okay, fair. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk about some more stuff. On Pretty TLC at 19, We've got Steal My Sunshine by Len. There she goes, Sixpence, None the Richer. Uh, th- there's a lot. If I could live in this top 100, like just looking through this just makes me feel really warm inside. And that is a really concise way of saying about every song from 35 to 67. Uh, I'm just going to end things off on like the final few. Because you know what I don't see on this list very often? Mm. Blink-182. True. Yeah, they are at 92 with What's My Age Again. And fuck, I love me some Blink-182, especially before Tom DeLonge was, you know, really insane. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. There's a lot more I could talk about, but I think uh, I could do a whole podcast on this week of music, but we're not going to do that. Okay, so for um, for our spotlight this week... Chris has pulled up a whole bunch of Christmas catalogs, and I think we might be better served by only looking at them like one or two at a time and spreading it over the next like couple weeks. Okay. How so do we're you gonna... feel good about that? Yeah, let's do okay. that. And then at some point, we're going to contrast it with the wow guide from Canadian Tire that's sitting beside me. Um, so we're going to start strong. This week, we both have the same one pulled up, and I wasn't even looking at your computer. This is the Toys R Us 1996 catalog. There's some really good stuff on here, but the prices are, oh my god. So, on the cover of this thing is the Nintendo 64 with the words, The Future is Here. I feel super good about that. This is $200 in 96, which is no small chunk of change. Uh, They've got Super Mario 64 advertised on here for $59.99. This is definitely American. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think we will be very hard-pressed to find any actual Canadian content no, in here. I would love it. If you have... You know, this appeal is going to come later. Um, ooh, fifty nine ninety nine in 1996 is now ninety four thirty one. So, and I remember Super Mario 64, ugh. the height of the insanity, got up to one nineteen ninety nine. Really? Just yeah, because of just, supply and demand? Oh, yeah. It was yeah, hot. Nintendo knows how to not make enough stuff. They super do. Yeah. Do ooh, you... Just for... Uh, yeah, go for it. To compare, N64, you said one ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. Inflation, that's three fourteen. Brutal. Um, do you remember the period where... But like between Game Boy and before Game Boy Color, the pocket, the Game Boy Pocket, sixty bucks. Wasn't a big fan of that one. Sixty. No, bucks? no one was. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, my big bulky Game Boy was good enough, and that took AAA, so it didn't last as long. No, it super didn't. Holy yeah. shit! So the Sega Saturn also two hundred dollars, the same price as a Nintendo sixty four. Wow, that was short lived uh playstation also that price let's look at so for the 64 
you could only get there were only a few games pilot wings was available that game sucked um sega saturn had nba jam there's some oh madden 97 nice there was a sonic game that was made Ooh, for Mortal it. Kombat 3 yeah, yeah. Uh, animaniacs for oh no those are genesis games still oh man let's take a look at uh, you, okay, you guys, this is, uh, this is more of a visual thing, but Alex Trebek's uh, mustache in 96 was pretty good. Proper. Yeah. Dark. It's thick. Yeah, you don't quite, like, if he says you got that an- answer wrong, you don't question it. Nope. Uh, the PlayStation 1, also on here. Sorry, Ooh. the original PlayStation, not the, the PS1 was, like, the smaller, more sleek version. Yeah. This is the big old blocky bastard. Okay, holy fuck. You gotta check this. I don't even think I knew this existed. There is a product called netlink i've never seen this yeah it's uh play internet compatible saturn games includes a high-speed modem and free internet access for one month wow that is one word so i'm thinking that's some sort of company not not actual thing this is also two hundred dollars yeah two hundred dollars for a modem that you shove in the top of your sega saturn jesus yeah and how many people are going to be online playing games on a sega saturn in 96 well like seven yeah. um the sega genesis also available for a hundred dollars a little bit more reasonable but that's been out for a long time like at this point yeah yeah well we got like, i remember we got my sega genesis when i was I want to say five, maybe six years old. So we're talking like 93, 94, somewhere in there. Okay. So yeah, this thing's been around for a while. The Super Nintendo 20, sorry, $30 more at 130. Wow. And that game, that console is six years old at this point. What's out this year? So dude, aside from the sports dude, dude. games. Yeah. $14.99 for an NES or for an SNES controller. That That's is not bad. reasonable. Hold on. Okay. We're going to talk about the Super Game Boy for a second while I run this through the inflation calculator. Oh, man. The Super Game Boy, the cartridge that allows you to play Nintendo cartridges. The first time. That's what a Super Game Boy is, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, for, uh, no, sorry. Uh, Game Boy games. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what else is on here? As far so as the. 23 bucks. Yeah. Adjusted for inflation. That is. For an official super nintendo controller reasonable that is beyond reasonable holy fuck that makes up for the fact that this is 30 dollars more than the uh than the genesis you know what's the same price as the super nintendo the sega game gear which was the coolest handheld i don't care what you think it was the coolest handheld early it, 90s I mean, full color yeah. 30 minutes of gameplay tops very warm in your hand lots of batteries it was the shit. And it came with Sonic it came with Sonic the Hedgehog 2, so You, you could know. get solitaire for it. <laughs> and poker. It is a Beefus and Butthead game. Ooh, that would probably be fun. Holy shit, Tiny Toon Adventures? I've played that. Yeah? Yeah. That for, was for yeah, the Game Gear? For the Game Gear. Neat. Very cool. Ooh, the last page of this is gold. Literally gold. Uh the gold Ooh. Nintendo 64. With gold controller for $150, you could get a gold Tamagotchi for 15 Holy shit. And these are pre-orders. You don't see a lot of pre-orders in 96. No, I don't remember the these gold. I remember the gold 64 controller. I don't remember the gold Tamagotchi or Gigapet or a gold Game Boy Pocket. If well, any of you have that. those, take a picture and post it on our page. Yeah. I mean, the Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, fuck Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, but the other stuff <laughs> yeah, is cool. really cool. Good shit. Yeah. So, do we just want to leave it at that with this week? I, I or think so. Or do we so. want to talk about anything else? No, I think we leave it right there. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about something. Sure. There are not a lot of fucking wish books available online. There That's one really of the reasons aren't. we went to the Toys R Us catalog. I really wanted to just wax nostalgic about 
like an old wish book from 96 or 97 ideally even 99 because that's the week we're covering yeah but they're almost impossible to find there are some people online on ebay selling old wish books for like 100 bucks monsters that is ridiculous there is a website that i'm going to give a free little plug to called wishbookweb.com they have catalogs of just wish book after wish book but they don't have they have they're pretty much entirely lacking in the 90s they've got 91 but that is it other than that they have they have 37 they have 40 they've got the 40s the 50s the 60s they've got a decent selection from every decade except the 90s if you've got one lying around fucking find a way like send it to us or find a way to get in touch with these people because this is the kind of shit that deserves to be online yeah i completely agree i think if you're listening to this podcast you agree with that you like nostalgia and if you've got one even regardless of the condition if you don't want to try to get in touch with these people let us know i will try to get in touch with them and figure something out scan it myself whatever but it deserves to be online it deserves to be archived so everyone can see it yeah i completely agree yeah now let's slide into a different sort of ad Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by the following. If you like good food, good fun, and a whole lot of crazy crap on the walls, then come on down to Uncle Mo's Family Feed Bag. At Mo's, we serve good old-fashioned home cooking, deep-fried to perfection. Now that's Mo Like It. So bring the whole family, mom, dad, kids, and no old people. They're not covered by our insurance. It's fun. And remember our guarantee. If I'm not smiling when your check comes, your meal's on me. Question. Is Uncle Mo's Family Feed Bag the greatest name for a fictitious restaurant? Ooh, uh, no. The restaurants that the Hibbert family mentions when they go into Mo's at the beginning, prompting him to do the uh, the transformation. Yep. That's, um... There's uh, the Spaghetti Factory. Which is a real restaurant. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, And then there is Professor Something's Foodmatorium and Great American Something. Ah, fuck it. Otherwise, though. Yeah. Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. It was a good place for that whole episode. Mo was mildly respectable for a very short time. Oh, yeah. He got his shit together and then promptly lost it. He really did. You know what? All of it could have been solved. If he, like, he could have just, like, he was doing well. All he had to do was just take a step back, be pure management, get someone else to do all the shit, and put up with all the bullshit, and he might have actually been okay. He could have been a success. But that's a what if, and that's not what we're about, I don't think. Agreed. But, you know, if you're ever, if you're ever, like, transverse dimensions and find yourself... In a universe where the Simpsons are real, and you somehow land at exactly when this episode takes place, one, buy Bart's soul. Yeah. Two, check out Uncle Mo's family feed bag. The food looked pretty good. Three, get Bitcoin. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, get Bitcoin. We should just make a whole podcast on so how we upsetting. wish we got We're Bitcoin. So, we talk about this every week we see each other before the show. Because it keeps going it's up in value. Ugh, I'm so mad about it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. 
Stuck in the 90s can be found online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on all the things. We don't post very often, we will, I swear we will. We have Christmas stuff to give away, more on that next week. Also next week, we're probably going to talk to you guys about the format going into the new year. We are really mixing it up and we're very excited about it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes. We're going to give you just a little bit of a, not a preview, but we're going to keep you guys up to date on at least some of what we're planning. Yep. Otherwise, next week will be a week, and we'll see you there. Yeah. As always, the podcast is is now now over. over.